who you are. All right, just like that. It's almost light up night, Moan. It's it's light up night eve here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. You can see we're lighting up in the background here. Oh man, did y'all put that up yourselves? There's no plural on that one. That would <laughs> that would be the boss hard at work. There is no yins, just the yin DK. That's what that, that is. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Light up <laughs> like, night for anybody who doesn't know is now it'll be a 62 year old tradition in downtown Pittsburgh, where literally every light in every business, every residence, every hotel, every everything gets turned on so you can see downtown basically just screaming at you from miles away uh and of course it comes with all kinds of events and music and everything else like that it's it's an absolutely extraordinary thing that brings down routinely two hundred thousand people a year yeah man it, it's beautiful whenever it's up and going um pittsburgh just does stuff right that's essentially what this seems like is it not I don't. I mean, I know that there's a lot of people who care about this city. Doesn't mean we do everything right, but when when your heart's in the right place, more often than not, you're going to succeed. Uh, we're going to talk about quarterbacks today. We're going to yep. talk about the hip drop. Uh, we're, we've got some heavy football stuff to cover today. Do we not, Moan? We do, man. And we need to get started by hitting the smiley face. You ready for that? I'm. Uh, I'm almost ready. Yeah. Okay. I am now. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nope. The football world was just jarred about an hour ago with the news directly from the Bengals that Joe Burrow is out for the season. Um, if you're one of those people who celebrates stuff like that, stay away. Okay, that's a that's a great football player who is who's great for the game. And I know he's not great to face. <laughs> okay. No, he's not. <laughs> but it, it's a loss for the sport, uh, to say the least, isn't it, Moan? It is. <clears throat> and I honestly thought uh, last night that game was going to be very competitive because Joe Barrel, them, they 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 moseyed all the way down the field, man. They had a real good uh, drive. They went up. Were they up uh, 10, uh, 10 7 at the time, if I'm not mistaken? Like they were really moving along. And then the game became a little bit of a snoozer. Um, I don't think the hit by Clowney was dirty. I think in the game, in the world of the NFL and football right now, you can't really have a dirty hit on the quarterback. That is. And it seemed like he had some pre existing stuff that had happened. It seemed as if, you know, he tried to push it and it just wasn't going to happen for Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. DK, it's unfortunate for them. We've been in that situation. I'll say this. I'm not here rejoicing at all over anything that happened to a player, especially like him that got injured. But that's one of those things as a team like the Steelers, you say tough luck. Because my last year, I was without my starting quarterback, if I'm not mistaken, with a UCL injury um to his elbow so i know what that feel like hours happen at the beginning of the season it just sucks because cincinnati does have a good team uh before we even go any further i saw chase daniels kind of tweet this out a little bit did you see that the world well-renowned one of the best backup quarterbacks in the world of transactions not necessarily in his play but in the idea that he um he really made a career after being a backup. He tweeted this out not even that long ago. I think it was 240-something Eastern time. He said, what a wasted season for the Bengals. With the with that roster, the backup quarterback is so daggone important. 
maybe this will be a sign for teams to spend on great backups. You know how you feel. Is that a great point to have, DK? I think it's a difficult thing to say without, pardon the pun, backing it up. And here's what I mean by that. It's one thing to say, go get great backups. But who are they? And who are actually, okay, and aren't they already in the fold? Because aren't we already talking about the 33rd through 64th best back best quarterbacks in the league. Aren't they already in the NFL? Where yeah. are they? If they aren't in the NFL, are they in the CFL? No. Or, you know, where are they? So I'm I, here's how I feel about backup quarterbacks. If you want them to be of high quality, high enough quality that your game, that your brand doesn't suffer when you have this many and burrows far from the only one, starting quarterbacks out, then you need, here I go again, yeah. minor league football. And you need it across America, not practice squads, not hiding guys in the back of the facility. You need minor league football. Yeah. It would it would grow the game even more than it already is. You would have franchises in smaller cities across America. Uh, I, I just, I don't understand why yeah. it doesn't exist other than that it you know it might cost somebody some money it's, it's gonna cost some money for sure and of course with chase daniels being a career backup coming in some spot starts and stuff like that he's had his moments where he hasn't really you know lit the world on fire he's had some moments but he's a backup and that of course in those moments is a selfish claim right dk it is just being honest with you and i get where he's coming from what you're saying is this when it comes down to have a stacked team the way Cincinnati does or Miami or, you know, all of those types of teams as Dallas, if Dallas loses Dak, their season is definitely done. And I guess the conversation is going to be when it comes down to what you're trying to do over the course of a year to win a Super Bowl, how weak is your weakest point on your team? And with a lot of them, and it honestly, DK, it was us, although we survived and made some very good moments in that 2019 year. When you lose a franchise quarterbacks, about seven times out of 10, maybe eight times out of 10, your season is pretty much cooked. It is. Yeah. And, and you felt that. I mean, you I felt did that feel in that. week two, you know, and everyone went to, the Santa Clara, California, later that week, it was after the also the week of the Minka Fitzpatrick trade. It was. It was kind of the Steelers way of sending a message to all of you that, Hey, we're not, we're not folding up. We're not yeah. up in week three, but then there's also, come on, man. You know, like, you know, yeah, you do know. And, and the way people, and here's the other thing too, on, on chase Daniels point though, no matter who the quarterback is as a backup, it's going to be a different game plan. They're going to light you up because you're a backup for a reason. Now, does that mean you continually try to go get a Cam Newton? Do you go get a Chase Daniels? Do you go make Jimmy Garoppolo a backup quarterback? Do you sign? I know Cincinnati has done uh, Joe Flacco, or they hadn't signed him, but do you try him out? So do you want to still go back to that old era of saying, hey, we need a, a strong backup quarterback, so let's make sure we go get a stud of a guy? That's going to cost. And the only times that really works is when those starting caliber quarterbacks, they start to suck or they don't have the years that you think they're going to have. And I'll say this too, um, Byron wasn't bad, but having Byron Leftwich on our roster was a luxury. 
that a lot of people never really had, DK. It's funny. One of those things that we talk about every preseason, in fact, we kind of over-talk about it, in my opinion, is the the volume of quarterbacks that you have in camp. Well, why do you need so many? Why do you have so many? In the Steelers' case, they didn't keep two. They kept three NFL-experienced quarterbacks. Uh, they've already needed to go to Mitch once. Mitch is probably on the high end, uh, if not the highest end, of backup He's... quarterbacking in the NFL in terms of starting experience. Five-year yeah. starter? Yeah, he okay. is. So, you know, there's no reason that this fraternity shouldn't have an opportunity to be able to play real football somewhere. That's so, what I'm yeah. saying here. I don't want to see yeah. them standing on the sideline holding the clipboard. Let's see them actually playing football. That's what makes a difference. That the, the reason that the Josh Dobbs story is so extraordinary is because it is so extraordinary. Yes, yeah, okay. You just so. don't see it. You don't see backups come in, and and when, even when they do come in, you don't see coaches trust them to do anything. No, you do not, man. I'll say this: I almost feel like Dobbs was ad libbing a good bit of what he did, which is honestly a specialty of his that not a whole lot of quarterbacks have. His flair to be able to run and get to the end zone. But here's the other thing, too. His flair to get to the end zone is something that is very unique. He had that in college, of course, too. But here's something that's also fascinating. More times than not, you don't actually get an opportunity to see what the backups is capable of doing because the starter never really comes out. When he does, it's only in one-game spurts. And the coaches, to your point, DK, aren't overly convinced after one game that you're our guy for the future. Like, either you name the backup your starter or the backup will forever just be a two- or three-game starter. That's all it is. Yeah, Donnan points out backup quarterbacks cost money. Okay, so does your entire season. And if one player's health determines your entire season, that's, you know, that's a gamble that doesn't really add up with all other actions that you see football teams taking. So... Oh, oh, okay. So th that's where we have to have uh, a, a bigger conversation too, then, DK. Um, I guess we know the answers to getting a Super Bowl, right? Is to have a rookie quarterback when you spend around them, right? Theoretically. Theoretically. Wh what does it actually mean if you spend on that one guy and year to year, you are basically mm -hmm. at his mercy if he gets hurt or if he doesn't? Like, I know the quarterback is probably the, the most. It is. I've said this. It's the most important position on the field as far as who makes the plays, who really moves the uh, spreads for the people that watch that type of stuff, right? It's that position right there. So do I want to handcuff myself and overpay a one guy when I know it actually takes a team? Or do you really just want a middle-of-the-road guy to where if the high-end guys are getting 55, well, let me ask you this. Is 35 a year a bargain to where you can still compete and build around that guy? Is that a better recipe instead of having a Joe Burrow, a Patrick Mahomes, a uh, Dak Prescott, a all those types of guys, Jalen Hurts? Which one is the better method into winning and sustaining winning, DK? Because as it stands right now, since he doesn't have the Super Bowl, they got the Super Bowl run when he was on his rookie deal. He gets this deal done. Now he's immediately out. Do we trust that you can have a GM owner that's going to manage the cap in a way that keeps you competitive and make sure you win a, a Super Bowl? I think the answer is no, DK. It's hard to. And Rich says injuries happen part of the game. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's the easy thing to say. But how do you address it as it relates to the quality of the overall product? 
this is something that I think the National Football League needs to really be mindful of. If they've got a Thursday night game between two backup quarterbacks, they're out a lot of money because yeah. those ratings are going to suffer. Okay, uh, the, the, and in general, the popularity of the game, as as immense as it is, is going to suffer because I got to tell you something. I'm not watching that game. <laughs> right. Okay. Whereas you. I'm watching Joe Burrow versus, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson. On a normal night, I had to cover the hockey game last night. But on a normal night, I'm yeah. watching. I'm watching Joe Burrow versus Lamar Jackson. Even if I have no peripheral interest in the AFC North, the way you would in Pittsburgh, I want to see. You know, they're very different quarterbacks, but they're both great in their own right. Yeah, I, that's what I want to see. That's what I tuned in for immediately after Joe Burrow got uh, injured, and um, I saw the Ravens going to run away with it. I went to scrolling on my phone for a little while. My interest had tanked. It did. We are tuning in for those types of dudes. Also in that game here too, DK, two other things we got to talk about in that game. This, did you see how Baltimore scored? Where I, are they through? I covered no, no, the hockey game. I got you. Okay. I got you. You <laughs> know out. where majority of their scores came from? Tell Even me. on one of their scores, DK, that was called back, which was the dumbest, most egregious, silliest, Holding penalty I've ever seen on Odell Beckham, man. They were throwing to the sideline and getting the quick screens. They played mm. the sidelines, DK. They played the sidelines. And I know that's been a, hey, throw over the middle for the Steelers conversation that's been coming up a good bit. Now, maybe their wide receivers are just better than ours, or maybe their blocking schemes a little bit better. I don't know what it is. But that is a trend. I think if you open your eyes, a lot of teams in the NFL are doing. They're playing the sidelines for whatever reason. Luke's not feeling well today, everybody. He's out. He's he's just like, you know, I just want to say hi to everybody and then head back to bed. Take care, everybody. Let's get a W on Sunday. That's about as simple as it get right there, Luke. But what would we do with Luke if he was in a locker room and he said something like that, Moan? Would you would you bring out the small violin? Oh my gosh, I'm playing it right now, DP. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're not laughing at you, yeah. Luke. We're laughing uh, with you. Absolutely, man. What you got going uh, on? Oh no. Listen, today is Rapid Fire Friday. We're gonna we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into hip drops because I can see some questions lined up on that as well here. <laughs> and Marble just wants to to rag on Moan there a little bit about that total whiff he had on the bell i did that was bad right there but i doubled back on that one though too dk that was yeah good. you know what he recovered well as someone else pointed out here yeah, I did. uh let's uh come back with the only segment that matters all right and, and that's hey moan dk mm-hmm. at dk pittsburgh sports we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams now that connection's stronger than ever introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Rico gets us started on the Rapid Fire Friday Hey Moan segment. And Rico says... I don't understand why you guys and others are hyping up the Browns so much. Yeah, they've got a good defense, but they're starting their third-string quarterback. They don't have Nick Jubb, and their offensive line is backed up. What am I missing here? Well, I'll tell you first off what you're missing, Rico. 
no one here has hyped up the Browns. I right. don't know what talking about. I'm sorry. I love you, man. But you might be confusing us with who knows how much other stuff you watch or consume. Uh, I don't recall either of us even saying anything remote. In fact, if if anything, didn't we mention their defense this week and just we say, mentioned their defense? And all I did, what did I point out? You said they're not as good as that 08 team. Like they're solid, but it's not anything to call no. mama about. And, and Kenny threw for 200 yards against them. You did. You did say you did come with a fact on that one. Yes. So, so, here, so here's, I'm not sure how to address this other than no. Rico, when I address certain stuff like this, as far as the Browns defense, th- that's where I'll say this. That's where it was I, with the idea that, of course, Deshaun Watson was going to play, not going to play right now. He's also done. Jeez, AFC North quarterbacks, DK. Crazy. Even Lamar had a bad situation last night with the hip drop, which we'll get to. But Rico, here's the thing right here, though. As a player, I'm going to always respect what any team brings to the table. Now, calling them bad, you can't say the Browns are bad. That defense is good. We still have the challenges of trying to make sure this offensive line can get the magical 200 yards that Broderick Jones brings up, brought up about two weeks ago, right? If they do that, I think the Steelers win well. If they run for 160, I think it's a good day at the office. But you can't minimize the idea that this team can be dangerous on the road is essentially what is hype. Not necessarily. When it comes down to respect of what they're capable of doing defensively, that's one of them put-your-chin-strap-on type of games. It'll be that because they're with a backup quarterback, and we still got to figure out if Kenny Pickett can deliver the goods. That's fair. That ain't hype. That's just being a realist about what's, what what your opponent is capable of. Great question, by the way, though. Mm-hmm. Here's another. Kerry asks, hey, Moan, why no designed runs for Kenny Pickett? Fake slide a- rule is because of him. What happened here? <laughs> and, and there aren't any. He's just not running anymore. Uh, let him figure out how to dissect uh, NFL defense first. I get it, running them. But anytime Kenny's been in space, Kenny's also gotten hurt. All right, let's be real about that, too. Like, can he get down? I don't know. Heck, the last time he ran, he slid. He got still got hit because he didn't know whether to go down or not. Like, let's be <laughs> real about that, too. He's a quarterback. And it ain't his strong suit, his running. It's a compliment. Ben asks, Simone, put me on that bus ride to Cleveland. What's the atmosphere like? And and for anyone who doesn't know, the Steelers don't fly on this one. Oh, that's a road trip right there, man. Uh, First and foremost, vets are usually in the back of the bus. There's food up front. Everybody usually buses. Yes, we. Young guys (laughs) usually meet on the south side. Then there's a place up north that everybody meet at to kind of leave their cars and drive out. It's chill. People go and watch movies. Uh, there's card games being played. No money. Anything like that being exchanged. Uh, and just conversation. They'll usually put on a bus movie, too. I remember watching, uh, not the, was it Dark Knight Rises? One of those movies we end up watching on a bus. So it's chill, relax, uh, and just a good time. It's a, it can be considered a bonding moment. It can be. Dwight Jefferson says the NFL is too reliant on the NCAA for quarterback talent. There are 361 college football programs and barely 20 decent pro quarterback prospects every draft. Yes. But then the other thing that happens, Dwight, is that the quarterbacks come out of college. They're either drafted or they aren't. And then poof, because there's no money to be made. There's There's no competitive league for them to go to. You know, I'm going to say this again. The CFL ain't it. XFL ain't it. USFL ain't it. Okay. This has to be set up as a true minor league system with direct affiliations to the NFL. Yeah, I agree, DK. Uh, I don't know how it's going to go because here's the thing, though, DK. 
football, you need so many bodies, which means the salary has to be in place for it. Mm-hmm. And when it boils down to the NFL trying to be the biggest entity in America, even more so, pulling money out of their pockets, we're going to see how much they invest in that development. I'm with you on that, though. Daniel Pike says, hey, Moan, do you think this offensive line can have continued success against the Browns? I expect them to. Can they? That's on them. Um, I can go in and give them a, a hell of a pep talk and tell them this and tell them that, but that's on them, man. Like, we got to watch this group grow up the same way that y'all watch my era grow up. Like, DK, there were some struggles. Now, I always bring this up. There were some struggles before we got our stuff together. This group going to have to deal with that too, but this is a big test. If you can bully and push back this group in Cleveland, then, yeah, I, I think anything is sustainable moving forward. Eddie Carter says, hey, Moan, do you think the players watch the games and see the injuries and look ahead of their schedule within the AFC North? Eddie? Yeah. Yes. Heck yes. Like I said, I hate to see Burrow out because last night it was going to be a a good game, I feel like, between him and Lamar. You said the headliner for that, DK, is what? Those two quarterbacks. Uh, But if I would apologize for one of their star players being injured, heck no. On the road to a good season or a Super Bowl, there's this one L word that you got to have a little bit of, and that's called luck. Hakeem comes in with, this is judgment day for Kenny Pickett. Their defensive coordinator is going to make him beat them. That's true, actually. Can he deliver? Uh, Jim Schwartz is going to bring it. He's going to bring it against the run. He's not letting any 205 yards happen to him. So can Kenny deal? Can our wide receivers get away from their corners? They got a good squad. So, again, I I know we brought it up, Rico, a, a little while ago. They got a good squad. Kenny going to have to make some stuff happen. So if that does mean him using his legs outside of the pocket, and, and, and here's the other thing, too, they carrying with him. The first knock on their, on their year was Nick Chubb going out against Pittsburgh. They're not going to fight fire with fire because everybody know that was accidental with Minka. Minka ain't that type of dude. Uh, but they're going to want to try to stuff that run game more than anything this weekend. Ryan Smith says that's how we get trap games. There's no trap game this weekend. There's there's no the AFC North. There's no trap games in the AFC North. There's no such thing. This team ain't good enough to, to think it can be in a trap game yet. It's, it's just not does, that good yet. It it's yeah. I mean, we're, when they were zero and sixteen every year, yeah, you had the possibility here. Let's take care of some business. Um, up here on the screen here, Eric Jefferson comes in as a new member. Levi Smith comes in with 20 gift memberships. That's outstanding. Uh, Renee is in with 10. Much, much appreciated. Uh, Jay Freeman, a regular, 20 mm-hmm. gift memberships. Ryan Smith with 10. That's that's how we're rolling here. Uh, it's, it's up to you to claim those. Just make sure that whenever you're in the Super Chat that you have accept gifts turned on if you don't already have a membership. Yeah. The football gods are lining up behind the Steelers, says Lee. I, I'm, are we talking about injuries here? I'm, I'm not real comfortable with that. Yeah. Uh, let, let's talk about these. Because uh, Frank asks right here, let's do this first. What is a hip drop tackle, Moan? What is it? Take us hip, through it. The hip drop, hip drop tackle is where you grab a guy on a wrap up 
and somehow wrap around their legs and drag them down. You drop your hips on the ground to bring them down. It's just like you're trying to trip somebody, but you grab onto them, essentially what they're doing. And what's happening is your full body weight with their momentum and legs going underneath yours has caused ankle Ankles, yeah. Yes. If you're putting your full body weight on a, a, a joint. Yeah, a lot of weight on the joint. You're basically... Uh, a fireman's pole. That's essentially what you're doing. You're fireman poling to the ground is what you're doing whenever you hip drop. And that's a human body that's got his legs trapped underneath. To me, it somewhat reminds me of the horse collar. It does. Um, legs get trapped underneath. Momentum goes the opposite way. It's a sudden stop from behind the way those guys do it. I'm not a fan of it, just being real with you. But I saw uh, a good amount of people Brought this up, DK. Um, what did I say? Logan Wilson's doing what 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 he must do to keep NFL out of his pocket. Yes. And Trevor also had this up too. Ryan Clark said it best today on the hip hip drop, hip tackle. What exactly do you want defensive players to do? Let him drag you or fall on top of you. It's a defensive mechanism. They really have gotten hosed a lot with the NFL rules. I will say that for sure. Defensive players. Defensive players. Yeah. Can't really hit the quarterback the way you want to. You can't really fall on the quarterback. The uh, blindside blocks, which I'm glad they're out. But the idea that you can't tackle somebody close and the launching, and it's made the game safer, but it's also made it hard for those dudes on the side of the ball. With all that being said, I'm not a fan of the hip drop. It looks ugly. It's created some injuries already, and I just think there's a better way to tackle in those moments. It's – I don't know how it goes away. Cat Manor asks, yo, DK, is Pat Fryermuth for sure playing Sunday? He is for sure playing Sunday. He'll he'll be – I don't know what percent he'll be, uh, <laughs> but he's he's been a full participant in practice this week. There's no reason for him not to. For anybody who missed it, uh, the Steelers injury report – Final injury report for the week, participation report, sorry, as it's called. <laughs> uh, they're not going to have Minka Fitzpatrick. They're not going to have Keanu Neal. And they're not going to have Montrevious Adams. Yeah. So all of that's obviously on one side of the ball. Not having Minka is no picnic. But listen, you're going against a third-string quarterback. I, I really, there's no, you know, you, you've got TJ Watt. Their offensive line isn't great. No, no, you know, it's not. I mean, th- this really, this shouldn't be about the Steelers' defense. Uh, well, well, let me say this though, too. As much fuss as I've, and I'm gonna take ownership on this, and as much fuss as as I've made about this Browns' defense, they got issues too that they got to deal with. Um, they, they got to make sure that their quarterback can take a snap under center, that he can also run and throw downfield and make plays for them too. Our defense isn't anything to sneeze at at all. Okay, absolutely none at all. They have their hands full also. And if TJ gets going and gets that that defense rolling behind him, you got a shot. Only thing this week I'm worried about is somewhat the safety play. Other than that, we got just as strong of a shot to win in Cleveland than almost anybody else has played this team this year. They're not undefeated. Brandon Bechtold says, hey, Moan and DK, any chance we see Pat Fryermuth in the slot on Sunday if he plays you know, I, I know why you're asking, or at least I think I know why you're asking, Brandon, and that's because you want to see Darnell Washington stay at TE1, and <laughs> and I get that, okay? But I also really? understand, well, I think what they want, a lot of people want, is for Darnell 
to just to continue to be part of the base offense because okay. he has been part of the running attack, a big part of the running attack. So why would you take him off the field if that's become your identity? Okay, that kind of makes sense. Um, I also know that you'd, you'd be taking your number one, your legit number one tight end, your potential star tight end, if he can ever stay on the field regularly. Yeah. And you're saying to him, hey, do something different than what you normally do. And I, I'm not crazy about that. I think with a good bit of this stuff, DK, it becomes a fantasy of what we think is going to happen. I'm going to say this respectfully, Brandon, but a lot of the stuff that you mentioned is stuff that I think happens on video games in certain situations. Um, and then, of course, you got to ask yourself, well, who are you going to take off the field when you do those types of things, man? Um, I, I'm I'm not into that. I like the idea that both of them can be out there. We're trying to put him in a slot when he just got back or is getting back from ribs. Um, you know, he's more likely to go down the middle where a safety is or a big linebacker is. And exposure is always there because he plays tight end. But all in all, let's just kind of let um let's just kind of let Pat be the dude. It'll be a room, I promise you, for Darnell. Has to be. Teresa always comes with a good question, and she doesn't disappoint today. She says, Do you foresee this game, Moan, as Pickett's coming out party? because the Browns are going to stack the box, meaning she's she's taking the same angle, but she's putting the ideal scenario and attaching it onto it. A, a coming out party has to be a combination of two things. One, having the protection and make sure he can see the hots. If they're blitzing, he's got to be able to know where his hots is, and that's the other thing. Does Kenny know where to go with the ball and on time? Like, NFL open has to be at the front of his mind this week if they're going to blitz him. And also, don't get tricked by dropping defensive line either. Like, coming out party for Kenny is going to be just simply having some poise. I know he can throw. I, I know he can do all the intangible things. I don't know what Kenny's poise is like. That's what we're looking from throughout the entirety of the game. I think that's most important to me than almost anything. Brent Haynes says, hey, Moan, are we still going to have to control the clock to win this game? Both teams are going to run we have to win the trenches the whole game. Your thoughts on how to win this one? Controlling the clock, not as big of an issue for me than this, turnovers. Um, that's going to be the biggest, um, I think, kick to this game is who has the least amount of turnovers. Can we get the ball from their third-string quarterback, and can we protect it on those if Miles Garrett gets close to Kenny? Like, that's what I'm worried about this week. Again, I just told you, if they're blitzing this Kenny going to have a ball tipped in the air because he's throwing it too low and trying to get it out of his hand and the D lineman tips it and there's an interception or is he going to dagger the ball to where he needs? So I'm worried about turnovers this game. If they do what we think they can, I'm comfortable with thinking this team can win on, on Sundays with no turnovers. Demond Brown has his own prediction says Mark Robinson will ball out Sunday. He's certainly capable of it. I mean, he has the athleticism. He has the fire. He just needs to make sure that he's manning his position properly. Uh, and getting off blocks. Oh, and, there it is. And, Third and time this week. I was going to say that. Moan's not letting 93 off the hook this week. For a dude that's got so much power and anger and plays with that Tasmanian devil, devil mindset, he's got to get off blocks. I'm talking about he got to go pop a guard on his chins, re re punch and release his hands and shed. He got to shed blocks. If he can't do that, 
I don't want to hear nothing else about what he's doing. Just, man, go go be a teamer at that point. Here's your opportunity. Is that very mean to say? No, that's the business of the NFL. And DK, you know that more than anybody. He's got a blank slate right now. Uh, Michael Johnson says, put this up here. What happens? You guys bring so, there's they, they they come through so they, fast they that they so move, fast. and I, I they're like a they're like a moving target for me to 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 turn them on. Uh, hey, Bone, in the Packers game, I saw more confidence out of everyone. All we need to do now is to put all the components together. You know that sounds a little simplistic, Bone, but I think he's dead on. <laughs> yeah. At some point, out of how many games have they played now? Is this a tenth it's, game? Tenth uh, game. Yep. 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 Six and three. Have a game. Have one of those games where, you know, afterward, everybody's saying, you know what? Hey, we did it. We yeah. finally put all three phases together. We did it. It doesn't have to be great. It just has no. to be complete just once. And I'm okay with a mistake or two as long as we see more of the good come out. Mike, you're right. Um, last week looked fun for them. And they they squeezed out a win defensively, too. By the way, I got to ask Minka at some point, too. Did he really have Coach Terrell them call the timeout on that last play? It was floating on social media. Like Mika didn't look no, like he was caught, happy. No, they caught it on TV. They I did. Mean, it okay. was, yeah, he 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 was he was suggesting uh, to Terrell Austin that that he should that they should be in a different alignment that was a more complex one. Austin was trying to explain back to Minka that the reason they were going with this one was because they had a bunch of guys on the field who might not be up to a, a complex system. Minka assured him, and this is the value of the whole wow. classroom thing. He said, believe me, they'll be able to handle this. Okay. They'll be able to do this. And they did. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's part of you. You've <laughs> talked about this moan a lot about how Mike Tomlin hears all voices. He doesn't care where, where he good ideas come from. That's the line you use all the time. And he's used it as well. Uh, and this is maybe exhibit a, on the 2023 season where, listen, it's not like Minka Fitzpatrick doesn't know what he's doing. Man, that's cold-blooded right there, DK. But what's even better is he believed in the dudes that are out there because... Well, he, he believed in their studying. Yeah. yeah. So he, that And that's, again, that might be something only a player can really advise. Like, I listen, I know they've, they've done their homework here. I know they're I ready for that. this play. I love that. And, and and it also to people that ask that question. I know Minka's not on um on IR, but when that guys are injured, like do you pay attention in the meeting rooms oh, and stuff like that? That geez. right there is a a telltale sign as to why guys should stick around when they're injured. Minka's a stealer. He is. I, I, I can't think of a different thing to say about him that encompasses all of it. Minka's a stealer in the way you want to think about what being a stealer is. Minka is that. That's tough right there, man. Wow. Keegan, Keegan Short would like the Steelers to make sure that they keep his grandfather uh, <laughs> up and about. <laughs> Since my grandfather's 74, it'd be nice not to have to worry about a heart attack every week. Everyone's waiting for a blowout or something here. <laughs> they are not, these players and these teams are not here to make your lives easier. I say that all the time. They're <laughs> only here to win the game. And yeah. they're not to be judged by whether or not you've had a stress-free Sunday. They're just there to win the game. <laughs> oh, me, oh, my, man. Dog. You're right, DK. You put it up there for other folks. You try to type it right now. I, I want to see your computer trying. do this right. I'm trying it. Please just, do this right. It's just not. 
here, 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 this one. Oh, it okay. did it again. We got we uh, next time I see you, I'm grabbing your laptop and I'm gonna see if I can type it in and see what happens. DK, we, we got to get you together, man. We have to because my friend does it well. Fishing for trout wants to hear none about the 74 year old when his mom's 91 and she's showing up to play every Sunday. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's got that, that. that tiny violin going on right now here. Oh, see, look, yours does it. Mine did fine, DK. I don't know what's going on with yours, dude. Look, Teresa's got it. Teresa's oh, she just she has no problem with this whatsoever. Dude, you gotta get it together, DK. I don't know what's going on with you, man. Maybe it's the holiday season light up tonight. That's what it is. That's what you'll come back better next week. Jim wants to have some. Some relaxation time at the end of the you know, you'll have it after the end of the game, Jim. <laughs> when you having Sunday dinner, getting ready for the holiday week, you're gonna be all right. This is great. Zach suggests that I put a space between each letter. You know how you can beat <laughs> beat the codes on yeah. some things that to, to do automatic uh censoring. Yeah, yeah. Still won't do it, DK. I don't know. Let me let me try it here because he, this is what it's supposed to look like. That's what if it's I, supposed if, to look if like. If I put D A, no D space A space W space G. What happens? Let me see here. What happens? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Jonathan wants everybody to hit the like button. We have eight hundred and twenty-five yeah. people in here live at the moment, and I don't know the number of likes. Can you see that, Moan? Yeah, I'm about to check right now, DK. Uh, we are at 826. Oh, man, we tripping, DK. We got 267 likes. What's that all about? 600 of you find this product to be unsatisfactory? What? Oh, that's cheeks right there. That is cheeks. That's terrible, DK. Sean Neely's excited that he finally made it into a live, uh, a live version of our show here, and he points out that he's in the Bahamas. That's a flex right there. That's all that, it is. That is a flex, Sean. You really didn't have to put that up there for us to see it, but that's a cold flex right there. How's the weather? I hope it's uh, overcasted. It was minimal chance of hurricanes and stuff that they yeah, get down yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Minimal, minimal for sure. Yeah, we're at uh, 307 now for likes. Donnan wants to know if we've hit 2K yet. The answer is no. And and the re there's a couple of reasons for that. You can The gift memberships, A, have to be claimed. But one thing about the gift memberships, and this isn't set up by us, this is by YouTube, is you can do the gift memberships thing for two months, and that's it. That's got nothing to do with us. That's how yeah. they've set up the system. So if you want a membership after using your using a gift membership for two months, you have to you have to pay up the whole ninety nine cents. <laughs> ninety nine cent, man. Hey, JM, that is a great question. My fingers a whole lot better, man. It is back to normal. I got a little bruise spot right there. I Other than it. that, I'm good, man. I appreciate that. I saw y'all checking in from uh, Florida. Checked in today, DK. Mark did. Um, we had Bahamas check in. Our Australian mates always check in, DK. Um, real cool seeing everybody in here. Yeah, it, it it definitely is here. Josh points out that while he's in the Bahamas, I'm in pajamas. Then he says, best I can do. Most unfortunately, Josh, you're going to have to do better. Please do better. See, in Calgary, now this actually hits me. In Calgary, it's 59 degrees. And Calgary is just a great little city. 
Yeah. Up, up in Canada. Is yeah. It? Yeah. Now that's a place like I don't think Florida and Bahamas, that's not where I want to be. I want to be in a place that's really interesting, that has a lot of has a has a good vibe about it. You, you know? are very fond to the Canadians too. Oh, I am, but when yeah, you're in you Al- are. when you're in Alberta, specifically either Calgary or Edmonton, the steak. Oh my god. Really? Well, you've heard you've heard of Albertan beef. Yeah. No, okay. I have not. I mean the cows might as well be right outside. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean there's fresh and then there's then there's okay. Alberta. There's Alberta fresh. All right, man. And they they take out. their steakhouses very seriously, not just in Calgary and Alberta, but in Red Deer, all of the main uh the main cities and towns uh, throughout uh, the great province of Alberta, Canada. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'll check that out, man. Golly, Mark Lancaster, seventy-five in Baton Rouge right now. Yeah, Winston K two says that Winston, North Carolina, Winston Salem, North Carolina, in a school bus garage checking. That's cool. Take care of my daughter. She's down there in that city right Is now. Is she? I didn't know that. Yeah, she goes to the UNC, the University of North Carolina School of the Arts, which is in Winston Salem, uh, right downtown there, actually. Mm-hmm. So K two's there keeping an eye on her. Ah. Uh... Stephen is totally into the Albertan steaks. You I gotta know? check that out one day, man. Uh, Doctor Shadow's got one from the Uncle Saber that's really good. That's my dude too, man. Mike Mike Wallace. That's my dude. He goes, "Hey, Mo, any Mike Wallace stories? I got one good one, man. It's an on the field story. We were playing against Cincinnati, and it was starting to get a little heated. That's when the series was just starting to crank up, and um, we we were on the field. It's getting a little testy. Somebody hit Mike." And Mike hit a, made a oh sound, one of them. So I'm running over there because I'm always going to run to try to pick up my teammates any chance I get, right? So I'm running over there to Mike and do say something to Mike, and I say something back. I'm going off on him. I'm taking up for Mike, basically. And, uh, dude, at the time, I had braces on my teeth. I, I was in the NFL, a full-fledged adult grown man, and I had braces. So I'm talking trash to this dude at the time. And, he, and then defending Mike. And Mike go uh, and the dude goes to me, shut up, dude. You still got braces. My 12-year-old got braces right now. And Mike <laughs> busts out laughing. I'm like, Mike, I'm defending your honor. Why in the hell are you laughing with him, man? That's the last time I come take up for you, man. But it was a real funny exchange. Uh, I had braces as an adult male, which is totally fine. But anytime you try to better yourself around NFL players, they will find a way to mock you. That's essentially what happened, man. But that that was my dude, though. And Mike and, and I still laugh about that. It's real, real cool. That's good, good stuff here. We're going, we got some steak conversation going here. Jessica hey. says, Banff and Beef, how could I forget about the beautiful resort town of Banff, Alberta? Uh, one of North America's most beautiful locations in general. Uh, the Stampede is real, right outside where the Flames play. How did we end up doing a Calgary show here? Bob Schreiner <laughs> wants to know, DK, where did you have the best steak of your life? Um, in my living room, shouts the boss. <laughs> she, does, she, she does make really good steaks. She had one earlier this year that had our whole family virtually singing at the table. Really? The best one I've ever had was at High's Steakhouse, H-Y apostrophe S in Calgary. I will say that in downtown Pittsburgh, we are loaded with steak yeah. right here. Yes. We got a steakhouse every other corner, don't we not? Mom? Yes, we do <laughs> there, dude. Absolutely. There, there's, a, there's a lot of that going on. Where's yours, your best steak you've had? My best steak I ever have, man, 
probably at home. I'm gonna be honest with you. I make a real good steak. There I've had goes. the A five Wagyu. I've had Kobe. I've had every kind of steak you can have. And I'll be honest with you, a steak is a steak is a steak for the most part. I think mine at home is probably a little bit better. And I'm not even fronting. I thought you were gonna bring up something that 53 had put together. Uh, uh no, nah, Marquise, he's good at cooking he's, chicken wings. He, oh, he's good. not a steak guy. He, he, I wouldn't trust Marquise to cook a steak for me, man. Uh, what, that's actually who? really funny. <laughs> yeah, Marquise no. doing chicken wings. He can cook. He can he can grill the heck out of some wings, but I ain't trusting Marquise over a grill with a steak, man. We're making everybody hungry now. Look at yeah, them; they're putting are. food up here. Brian Feather points out steak on a stone over at Mike's Beer Bar in the North Shore Tavern. Now, yeah. the catch with that place. And and they're great friends of ours, and the product is fantastic. It's about the experience. It's about you make it yourself. Yeah. So it's up to you. On oh, how good it is. How good it is. You have to have a sense of timing for it. The boss here is really, really good. Like, she has a whole system yeah. for it. I'm not so good at it because I just uh, kind of suck at everything. I, Except man. writing. I can write. Yeah, you can write really well. You do, and you're it, good though. with words, too, by the way. Uh, I got this one from the PEF. Hey, mom, what is your go-to steak? For my health, I love filet. For my indulgence, I love a ribeye. Okay? There's two different things with a with a blue cheese crust on the top. Oh! Oh, you did! Yeah, I always do. I always do, DK. That's uh, different, but dynamic, Mo. Yeah, that blue cheese crust is amazing. I know how to make it at home, too. I broil it on top, let it get a little crust on it. Hey, man. Come on, DK. Uh, so let, let, since we've sidetracked so bad right now, best place. So where I'm at is this. Cares. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, the best place, that, well, meat and potatoes downtown Pittsburgh is phenomenal. Yeah. One of the best places I've ever had, uh, well, when I first started going to Steakhouse, basically when I made it to the NFL, Capitol Grill's legit. Roof Chris was legit. I love this place, Jeff Ruby's, man. All here. Uh, yeah, there's another spot here in Nashville, Bourbon Steak. That's phenomenal. Hall Steakhouse, Chop House is legit. Uh, man, I, I like the uh, environment more than probably the steak sometimes. Yeah, Donnan has wants no part of your blue cheese. I, I'm oh, in total disagreement, gosh, man. No. You, you got to live a little bit. Oh, no, David, no. Stop. Don't, man. Stop. <laughs> it's Friday. We, we shouldn't be doing that. Uh, your favorite barber, I do watch Guga. Guga. Yes, I do watch him. He would do all kinds of sources. And he has a YouTube uh, page. I watch him probably about three, four times a week. Guja is his name. Morton's is cool. Morton's was just all right. I ain't going to say Morton's was just great. It was all right. I, it was cool. Swinging us violently back into football here. T. Reed's oh. He predicts Steelers 24 to 17. What you got for Sunday, Moan? I got the Steelers winning. What do you got? I got them. Uh, it's going to be a low scoring game. <laughs> 13 10. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I, I, I'm thinking um, 17 17 13. 17 13 for Pittsburgh. Yeah, 17 13. Why, why is that? Why? Defensive game. Boswell, I trust him more than I trust their kicker. Uh, I think we'll have the ability to score because here's the thing, and I, I want to get to that in a minute. So somebody asked me about Broderick uh, starting and playing against Cleveland. Okay. Um, they're going to be tested. I think Cleveland's going to get too ballsy. 
And that's where I'm hoping Kenny stands tall and deliver and guys go make plays. That's why I'm going on the basis that I trust our starting quarterback more than I trust that third-string quarterback this week, DK. And it's going to be a defensive juggernaut. I can't see a ton of points in this game. See, you said earlier, and and I meant to to pause you there and ask, yeah. but you said earlier that you want to see Kenny you know, make, make the hot reads. Make sure that he knows where his hot reads is. Okay, there's a big difference between that and checking down, which is what we saw from Kenny last week, which is he looks, 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 nope, check down. Yeah. Okay. Why don't the Steelers just come out with a bunch of super quick patterns and just say, you know what, forget the checking down, forget the process here. You've got somebody that's four yards off the line of scrimmage. Let's just put the ball in their hands. Uh, why don't they do that more often, DK? Why don't they do that specifically against this opponent? If they're going to bring the house the way they are, great way to beat the house is to drop it right over their heads. They got to present it to you. Yep. And the moments that they do, I hope is there. If I'm Matt Canada, I'm thinking, all right, they're going to try to blitz us up. They're going to try to light us up. I need to have my emergency exit, which is where Pat Fry moves comes into play a whole lot more, man. Shout out to the Q's today, man. Yes, happy Founders Day, your favorite barber. Uh, but here's the thing. Kenny's got to know where he's going. Kenny can't get tricked by DK blitzes. He's got to be a pro this weekend. And to me, uh, it may be, and people have been alluding to it, maybe one of his biggest tests. This is where you really become a pro this week to me. This is a full calendar year of him being a starter from the time that he took over, I think like week eight of 2022. He's got 17 under, if I'm not mistaken now. Mm-hmm. He got to go. This is that next step, but we really going to start to ask questions um, about what he's capable of as a fan base for sure uh, and just start looking around. This was the question that you had, had mentioned just a bit ago. We're going to put it up on the screen from Isaiah. It says, hey, Moan, how do you feel Broderick Jones will handle this Browns defense? That's a great question. And we ain't talked enough about this, Isaiah. Um, I think he's going to handle it like a guy that don't know what he don't know. I would. I did. When I started in Baltimore, I knew it was crazy because everybody told me it was going to be wild and it's going to be very physical and it's us versus all these purple people eaters in the stadium. Like, that was the conversation all week is, hey, lay low, keep your head down and keep blocking. When you think you block long enough, block more. If there's a chance you can clean somebody up, clean them up. That's what Broderick's going to do. And that's the reason I I wanted to answer this one, too, is because we've seen him go up against one of those boogeymen. He got a personal foul against the Titans for going up against Jeffrey Simmons. Remember that, DK? Mm -hmm. It cost that team. It really put him in a bad situation. And I'll say this. More times than not, you're probably going to see Miles Garrett rushing over him just to set a precedent. Who's the big dog on the field for y'all line? Oh, okay. Miles Garrett is going to try to go track him down, especially if he has a history with Dan Moore the way he had to not be able to get home. Miles Garrett has the ability he can to, move. to call his number. Mm-hmm. He going to go with 77. But I trust 77's dog, right, DK? And he might win. He might win a player too. But I guarantee you see some fight out of this guy because he's shown it time and time again. I ain't worried about Broderick. I'm very fascinated to see what it looks like. And I think he stands tall. You know, he's already had the game against Baltimore, but that was here. So to underscoring Moan's point here, it's different. AFC North on the road. Uh, I seen you guys, when you beat the Bengals and or Browns, when they were really down, uh, it didn't matter. You won AFC North on the road, and you guys would like, wow. 
you know, like yeah. like it was a playoff win mm-hmm. in every single occasion. It's incredible. Yep. Yep. Um, Zach just asked that too, DK. How do y'all think Joey Porter Jr. is going to do against Amar? We going to see. He going to be tested. Amar is crafty. Biggest thing Joey Porter Jr. is going to have to do is keep his hands off of him and play big with him. He going to have to just be a mirror. That's what he's going to be. Play the ball high. That's the one thing I know Joey Porter Jr. can do is play high on the ball. I'm more worried about David and Joku. I'm sorry. I just am. Are you? <laughs> yeah, I just because who's who's going to cover him? You're all out of inside linebackers. That's so true. Okay. And who's safeties gonna, almost. You, yeah, and safeties. Who are you putting on Njoku? You know, now I've said that before, but then the, the Browns haven't utilized him the way I thought they would, the way that I would have if I was them. So you never know what they're going to do. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Um, RJ... Sorry, go ahead, Mon. No, I was just going to say, well, to that point right there, uh, the tight end is usually the quarterback's favorite friend. And that's why you worried a little bit about Njoku too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's going to be his exit. I mean, his outro, uh, entryway into finding a safe space on the field as far as DTR goes, uh, Cleveland's quarterback. It's going to be fascinating. Yeah, we have uh, – what about the new ILBs, RJ says? Oh, I mean, right now it looks like it'll be Mark Robinson – and Michael Walker working with Landon Roberts. Roberts, his his snap count just has to go up. Uh, there's nowhere to shield or hide. Not that he'd want it. Right. Roberts, um, he's going to have to be, you know, heavily involved. Let's put it yeah. that way. While the other guys rotate around him, you're also going to have Trenton Thompson. Speaking of totally unknown names, right. Starting at safety. Moan, these are names, Michael Walker and Trenton Thompson, didn't even come up at training camp or anything. I know, I know, man. (laughs) But that's why they're always telling you, you just never know. You don't. And uh, it's also, you you hope to see um, the development inside that building translate over to the field, DK. I mean, Walker, Michael Walker might actually be calling the defense in certain sets. Meaning when Landon's not out there, think about that for a second. Yeah, you know, I mean I know. that that that's just nuts, and and everyone really needs to stop asking about Nick Herbig at, at inside linebacker. And at Nick, somebody asked Nick yesterday over at the facility, you know, d- d- would you do it if they asked? What's he going to say? Yeah, sure, he say, ask him yeah, if he, yeah. If he, he could ask him if he's going to play quarterback, he would have said yeah if they need me to. Uh, speaking of the, uh, green, green dot right there, the GM asked the question, Hey, what happens when the green dot defender substitute? They trade helmets. There's only one or two helmets that have that green dot on it. Yeah. That's what happens in those that are equipped for it. All right, guys. Well, we're going to take off for today and for this week, uh, and everything else here. And maybe we'll be, uh, maybe we'll be back in a minute or so. Maybe in a minute or so. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe. Somebody said, move your big head. They're trying to see those beautiful lights behind you. Don't move, don't move my whole self here. Let's see what's going on back here. Everyone wants to see the shop. Let's see what's happening here. It's going to be beautiful tonight in Pittsburgh. Huh? It's going to be beautiful tonight in Pittsburgh. I already know. Yeah. Uh, light up night for anybody who doesn't know. Again, that happens. That happens. Um, it's this year on a Saturday for the first time. Uh, we, we've had it on Fridays forever, but it's on a Saturday for the first time. And, you know, 
it's it's an amazing event. It 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 yeah. really is. I have somebody asked here. I had it up here on this on the star list. Let me if I can find it here. What you got for us, CK? Nah, I thought I had it. It, it. There was just a a question just about you know light up night and how it goes. Oh, they were asking if we're going to be open. We'll be open down here till she's yelling back here till ten. Yeah. So okay. that because of the, just the massive crowds that come down, so we'll be open till ten p.m. I'll be here. I'm going to wait until light up night is through before I head up to Cleveland and, and hotel it up there the night before the game. Okay, for sure. Look at you with a plan, man. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a chance to bury a team, though, this weekend. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what that is. Uh, Baltimore did everybody a favor because Cincinnati was going to look like they were trying to do that Cincinnati thing where they get hot in the second half of the season, mm-hmm. uh, and they beat them twice. I'm not even talking about the injury. Yeah, I mean – there's it feels like especially after what just happened with Joe Burrow and again nobody's celebrating it or whatever but it feels like that there is a massive opportunity here the Steelers need to get healthy and then from there moan get it together get it together dog get it together you know I, uh, it's I was not asking a lot just doing a job man give George the ball as much as possible How get about the, that? the ball don't I, overthink I, it I don't care who's playing running back for, for, I mean, for come on. Like, I don't care who's running as long as they're productive, DK. Like, that's where I'm at. Make a play at linebacker. Give me something, man. Mm-hmm. Heck, yeah. So it's Friday, Moan. What you got for us? Man, good people. Make it back to us for a victory Monday. Y'all know how we end Fridays, man. Call somebody you hadn't talked to in a while. Buy somebody a drink, apologize, maybe have a random conversation and just love on somebody, man. It's that simple, man. Enjoy the weekend. Always make it back for Monday. Peace.